This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody coming at you on Wednesday, midweek, after SMU's win over USF on homecoming and also previewing the matchup on the road against Navy as SMU faces a Navy team that came back in the fourth quarter to beat UCF last week. And let's kind of lead off with some of the final takeaways uh, from SMU's win over USF, one that saw SMU um, kind of have to pull away from, from USF. You know, things were looking up for SMU heading into the half, leading 17-3 to over USF. But the Bulls kind of fired back in the third quarter, outscoring the Mustangs 14-10 to in that uh, chapter of the game before SMU scored uh, 14 points in the fourth to win 41-17. The Mustangs rolled up 463 total yards of offense, um, but really it was a game for SMU that you know saw them hit lulls at certain points of the game, and you got to give USF some credit for that. Uh, that's a athletic team that's still finding their way. And for SMU, uh, after two emotional wins, Louisiana Tech and TCU, they just weren't as crisp as we normally saw them. But still, SMU was able to control the game for the most part. Uh, obviously, it was somewhat in doubt uh, as it was 27-17 at one point. But SMU still was able to, to kind of circle the wagons and finish the Bulls off, which is what you want to see and what you really expect from a veteran team like SMU. And I, I feel like that was kind of the game that, one, you look at it and looking back now, SMU covers, which is what you want, um, and covered a large spread. Uh, but overall, SMU just kind of got through it, right? You know, Tanner Mordecai, 29 to 42, 300 yards, uh, four touchdown passes on the day. Uh, but for SMU, I feel like the defense had its moments where they you know, gave up yards. USF was able to drive the ball in the third quarter to make it 17-10. Seven plays, 75 yards on that drive. Um, and that was on the heels of uh, USF kicking that field goal to end the first half, a 14-play, 63-yard drive for that. And then SMU really settled in. Back-to-back -back scores um, for SMU from Blake Mazza and Trey Siggers makes it 27-10. USF with another long drive, 10 plays, 75 yards to make it 27-17 heading into the fourth quarter. And then you saw the Danny Gray show, two of his four touchdown, uh, two of his touchdown catches uh, coming in the fourth quarter, four and five yards uh, to make it that 41-17 final. And looking back on that game, I think that was the one where you probably expected a little bit of a, a letdown. You know, emotionally, they've just been so high. Uh, the last two weeks with the Hail Mary win and then beating TCU the way they did. Probably some moments where there were some lapses, which happens. Um, but overall, SMU gets the win and they move into the top 25, ranked 24 in both the coaches and the AP poll. And now 
goes on the road to face Navy, a team that uh, has given SMU fits at times in the past. For SMU, I, I feel like, you know, with the adversity they battled, that you lose Jalen Thomas, Alana Lee steps out to left tackle, Branson Hickman steps in at center and gives you a glimpse of the future and what it could look like. And there were moments where I felt like the run game, which was missing Ulysses Bentley, missed that explosive lateral ability of him. Uh, I was re-watching the game again, and I just felt like there were some cutback lanes that Ulysses Bentley would have put his foot in the ground and exploded for a big play. And Tyler Levine and Trey Siggers, uh, who had uh, you know a lot of extended action with Ulysses Bentley out, were able to to pick up yards and certainly to to make enough plays that SMU was able to win, which is what you want. But still, that explosiveness uh, that Ulysses Bentley brings to the table, you missed. And SMU, uh, the the two uh, starters averaged four point three. Uh, well, Trey Siggers averaged four point three yards per carry. Brandon Epton saw some time with six carries, twenty nine yards, four point five yards per carry. And Tyler Levine, uh, seven rushes for twenty two yards off the heels of his strong finish against TCU. Four yards a carry uh, for SMU's running backs, which, you know, quite frankly, it isn't bad at all. Um, you know, you do that three times, you're picking up first downs. But, you know, the 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 long uh, for uh, Trey Siggers and Brandon Epton was 17 and 18 yards, respectively. So we didn't really see that big play that Ulysses Bentley is able to bring to the table. They only rushed for 162 total net yards in the game. Um, but for SMU, they got what they wanted, which is a win you cover. Uh, Tanner Mordecai was able to you know, play a fairly uh, efficient game, save for the interception, 29-42, 300 yard, 301 yards, four touchdowns, uh, including a 42-yarder. Um, or excuse me, not a, not a uh, yes, a 42-yarder to Jordan Curley. And so you look at SMU and what they did they took care of business, and now it's time to face the Navy team, which is really looking like a team that could play spoiler. Uh, they outscored UCF 17-0 in the fourth quarter to win 34-30. to looked like a game uh, that was not necessarily um, what Navy usually does, but uh, you know, just from the standpoint of coming back in the fourth quarter, they run so much, it's tough for them to do. But they were able to take care of business um, and, and get their first uh, double-digit comeback in the fourth quarter since 2018. And it was their largest fourth-quarter comeback since 2008 when uh, the Mids trailed Temple 27-7, entering the fourth quarter to win in overtime against Temple. And when I look at this Navy team, they're passing the ball a little bit better in terms of the big play than they, than they have been in the past. Um, which is you know a little bit cause for concern because they do such a good job of lulling you to sleep and being able to take advantage of that when you're not expecting it. SMU's seen that up close and personal at times throughout this battle for the Gans Trophy. And this is where I look to Jim Levitt uh, to one, show what he can do against a triple option team. SMU hasn't really, uh, excuse me, Jim Levitt hasn't really faced uh, triple option attack much and I am coming off of practice and talking with some of these players Devere Levelston, Delano Robinson and the thing I think that Jim Levitt's bringing to the table is a simplification uh, was talking with Devere and he said how much kind of they slanted in the past um, at least in his one year playing for Kevin Kane against this uh, Navy team they did some slants Delano Robinson kind of echoed that and said 
It's very simple. You have this man. You're expected to keep an eye on him. Watch the dive. Watch the pitch. Whoever has what. It's very clear, very basic in terms of what they're going to try to do. And I think with this defensive front that SMU has in the trenches, they're going to rely on them to play their gaps, play their assignments, and allow SMU to make plays in the backfield. And and that's where this game is going to be either won or lost. If Navy's going to be able to run the dive and pick up good chunks of yards doing that, it could be a long day for SMU's defense. This is just such a peculiar matchup as always in a way, even though SMU faces Navy each year because it's coming in with a new defensive coordinator, a new mindset as far as how to stop this triple option. And so Jim Levitt's going to be tested this week uh, in terms of what he wants to call uh, is he going to blitz a lot? What are they going to come out in? I'm very interested to see what they actually deploy against the midshipmen uh, and and how it works. Because from talking with those two players, it's a pretty simple approach. Uh, they're playing straight up in terms of uh, the defensive linemen. The linebackers have their assignments, uh, and and it's supposed to be fairly simple. And so how how will Navy attack that? And then in the secondary, can you stay disciplined enough? To not allow the big play. That was something that Sonny Dykes highlighted to us talking with him this week, just that Navy has been able to hit those big plays and, and in the passing game and do that a little bit more than they have maybe in the past. Um, so I look at this game as one that uh, will really either cement SMU as an AAC title contender or, you know, set them back. And it's a tough place to play. At Annapolis has kind of been a tough place to play uh, against uh, Navy for SMU. Navy's 6-3 and three against SMU in Annapolis. Obviously, the 2019 loss uh, really hurt SMU in um, just a really tough fashion, but uh, now they're kind of well-equipped uh, to, to take on this Navy team to, to do what they need to do. They have so much depth defensively. They're fairly healthy. Terrence Newman was practicing today. Um, but they've been able to rotate players and they've been able to really stay out in front of uh, getting worn down. And I think that's something that SMU is, is hoping um, is hoping pays off in this game because the defense could be out there for a while. Their goal, obviously, is to get off the field and make stops. But you just never know how it's going to play out against Navy. They're going to get their fair share of time or possession with how much they run the football um, against uh, UCF. They led the time of possession 39 to 20 minutes over UCF, which is uh, pretty impressive. Rush for 348 yards against UCF in that win. And then defensively, they held UCF to 326 total yards um, and, and really were able to control it in that regard and allow them to have a chance uh, in that fourth quarter to make that comeback and win. They held UCF to just seven second half points. So second half adjustments are something that the offensive staff for SMU is going to have to uh, step up and make because you know that Navy is going to make those themselves as well. For Navy junior linebacker or junior safety Taylor Robinson, who's named the AAC Defensive Player of the Week, uh, was just making his second career start. Uh, had a hand in two late turnovers to really help that comeback along. Um, he recovered a fumble, which set up the go-ahead touchdown with three minutes to go. And then his first career pick uh, clinched the game in the end zone with 24 seconds left as, US, as UCF was threatening. And he's somebody to watch if you're Tanner Mordecai. Clearly, even though he's a little inexperienced in terms of starts, he made some plays, some game-changing plays for Navy. Uh, and then, you know, for SMU, 
if they're without Jalen Thomas still, what does that look like? Obviously, they're going to roll with Alana Lee at left tackle and Branson Hickman uh, at center if Jalen Thomas can't go. Uh, so that'll be something to watch. How do they handle that Navy front, which is always a physical bunch against SMU? They've done a good job for the most part against SMU in the past, making it very difficult on SMU. That Navy game uh, in 2019 on the road obviously was senior day this year. It comes much earlier in the year, which is a good thing for SMU. At the end of the day, this is a Navy team that just got its first win uh, and was able to uh, bounce back from an 0-3 start uh, to their season uh, and did it in dramatic fashion, um, you know, beating UCF. They lost 49-7 against Marshall, lost 23-3 against Air Force. Houston was able to take care of business and win 28-20 um, over Navy. So they bounce back. They're a tough-minded group, and, and I think that's the thing that stands out to me is can SMU bring that same tough-minded mentality that they've been working to bring to the table since Jim Levitt took over, especially defensively? That'll be something that I'm watching, just how this defense responds. It wouldn't surprise me if this is a game where SMU has to settle in defensively and take its lumps earlier on, kind of like the TCU game where that game looked like a barn burner, and then SMU made adjustments, was able to settle in and get stops and, and really shut TCU down for the most part in the second half. That's where I look to Jim Levitt, even though he has limited experience defending the triple option, to uh, step up in the second half. And, and offense coordinator Garrett Riley is going to have to do the same. That Navy defense has kind of made it difficult at times on SMU in the past. And uh, for them, this is a game where they can once again make a statement that they're one of the best offenses in the country. As far as my pick goes, this is a tough one. Uh, I, I feel like SMU is going to be able to come out with a win. I like that it's a lot earlier in the season uh, than, than it has been in the past, and it's certainly not senior day, which helps SMU a lot. Um, I'm going to pick SMU to go up to Annapolis and win 34-24. I think they're going to be able to get enough stops. Um, I think the game score is going to be a little bit closer than it might seem. I could see it being like a 34-17 game. Uh, at one point or SMU scoring late, kind of like they did against USF. This is SMU's first long road test. Yes, they had the four-hour bus ride, four-ish hour bus ride to Ruston, but uh, they've got to get on a plane. They've got to go a long way. I think the defense might take a second to settle in as they you know take the field against Navy, but I do think the offense is going to be able to move the ball. Ulysses Bentley is expected to play according to Sonny Dykes, which is a good thing. SMU can add that explosiveness back into the mix. If the offensive line, whether it has Jalen Thomas or not, you know, does its part and plays clean football, continues to keep Tanner Mordecai clean, that'll help SMU a lot. They're going to face a, a front that uh, a defense that can really be physical and plays really, really hard. Uh, kind of reminds me, honestly, of, of Louisiana Tech in that sense, just with how hard they play, how physical they can be. But I do expect SMU to come out on top. I'm going to pick the Mustangs to win 34-24 in this one. So with that, we're going to shut down this edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Appreciate you guys listening. Keep it locked on Pony Stampede for all the latest news on the Mustangs. We're at an all-time high of subscribers. Be sure to check us out and get on uh, for this late season ride and the push to early signing period for the Mustangs in the 2022 class. So hope everybody had a great homecoming weekend at SMU and uh, enjoys this weekend's game at Navy for SMU. 2.30 p.m. Central Time kickoff on CBS Sportsnet. We'll have all your coverage of the game on PonyStampede.com. 
We'll catch you next time, guys. Thanks for listening.